Hi, everyone. Today, I want to share with you something that's really meaningful and personal to me. Over the weekend, I wrote a blog post called The Uncertain Path of a Dance Movement Therapist. And I write about how I've faced intense periods of uncertainty and self-doubt as a dance therapist. And when I shared it, it was a little scary, but it seemed to really resonate with a lot of the people I shared it with in my Facebook group, Mind Body Masterminds. And I really would like to share it with all of you because it seems like it might be helpful to hear a story that's similar to yours being a dance movement therapist or becoming a movement healer, a body-centered healer, or just as an individual trying to become more movement and body inclined in your life. This is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence. When I decided to become a dance therapist, I was filled with so much excitement. I was so certain I was destined for this path that I didn't even think about the challenges ahead. I had a sense that being a psychotherapist was hard. In 2009, one year before I started my dance movement therapy training, I randomly met a woman in the Bahamas. She told me she was a therapist, but she changed paths. It was too intense for me. I couldn't handle it anymore, she said. I specifically remember thinking, oh, I was made for this. That won't be me. I don't think I'm invincible, and I absolutely haven't been through this journey. I just thought everything would work out with ease and flow. I was wrong. My path to becoming a dance therapist has been extremely challenging and transformative in many ways. Within the first few months of my DMT training, everything from my past caught up to me. The floodgates officially opened. I had frequent crying spells, and I couldn't avoid it anymore. It was time to see a therapist. I was getting by just fine before. I had ups and downs, and I was moody, but who isn't? At least that's what I told myself. Yeah, I was getting by. That was it. I was doing good enough, but any disappointment easily brought me down. Way down. And hey, when you're 20-something living in New York City, single, with unstable friendships, it doesn't take much to feel defeated. Going through the process of becoming a dance therapist made me question everything I knew about myself. I was shocked by the information I discovered through my body and movement. For instance, I had myself convinced that I was assertive and direct, but when it came to leading my dance therapy sessions, I had a really hard time setting firm boundaries. I would feel a rush of anxiety that turned into sweat and tension so intense that I couldn't use my voice. I lost my power to speak. My training pushed me way out of my comfort zone, but it also helped me grow into a person I love and accept much more today. It took me at least five more years to become truly comfortable with setting limits as a therapist. I had to gain confidence in myself. I needed to feel secure enough not to take it personally whenever someone pushed back. I'd be lying if I said I became settled in my therapist role after I conquered those early challenges. In my young stages, I constantly struggled with my identity as a therapist. I learned from so many different people with varying approaches. I questioned, what was the right thing to do? 
what if I do the wrong thing and everyone thinks I'm a horrible therapist? It took me years of practice to realize that the right approach for me was just a matter of trusting what felt right in my body. Now I feel confident in my therapeutic framework and ability to adapt to a large variety of populations and settings. If someone disagrees with my approach, I have an open discussion sharing different perspectives, but I stay firm with my particular values as a therapist. When I became the director of creative arts therapies at a psychiatric hospital, I struggled again with my identity. They called me a manager, a leader. My dance therapist title didn't seem as important to the others, but it prompted me to embrace that title even more. When I meet new people who ask me what I do, I say, I'm a dance movement therapist. And my husband often says, she also runs a department for all the creative arts therapies in a psychiatric hospital. Oh yeah, that too. I've gone through some serious hardships as a director, including an intense case of imposter syndrome. I deeply feared that people would find out how much I wasn't qualified for the position. But I've come to accept myself for not being an expert. If I don't know the answer to something, I simply say, I don't know, but I will happily look that up for you. Now I feel very settled and confident in my director role, and I'm ready to do more. I find myself seeking more every few years. I wonder if that's just my tendency to spread my wings and fly, or if this happens with many other therapists and healers. Part of me is frustrated that just being a dance therapist isn't enough. A much bigger part of me gets excited about new challenges and revitalizing my work. I would say I'm ready for private practice, but I don't think that's what I want. In fact, I want the opposite of private. I want my work as a dance therapist to be open and available to anyone who wants it. I want to have a much wider reach than I ever could just working locally. I want to impact people around the world. I want to impact you. We probably live far away from each other, but because you're listening to this podcast, there's a chance I'm affecting you in some way. That possibility makes my soul happy. My biggest challenges right now are lacking confidence and fearing judgment. Doing this podcast, writing blog posts, offering online courses, starting an online community. It's the same struggle I had in the previous two phases of my career as a dance therapist. It's funny how you think you're settled and grounded in an area of your life, but that ground breaks so easily as soon as you leave your comfort zone again. Just like when I started my dance therapy training. I guess I'm sharing all of this because I know that many of you are in different stages of your dance therapy and movement healer career. I wanted to give an honest account of how windy this road can be. I also wonder if anyone can relate to my experiences. If you are... I'm here to say that you're not alone. I reflect on my path as a dance movement therapist with such warmth and pride. Every turn and caution sign on this road has led me to a fuller, happier life. If you're feeling challenged right now, just like me, it's because we had the courage to step outside of our comfort zone. Let us continue supporting each other, finding common threads among us, and come join my online community of dance therapists, body-centered healers, and movement-inspired individuals. I will put that link right below in the podcast description, and I hope to see you there. 
I'm also going to post the link to my Conquer Goals e-course in the episode notes and let you know that registration is officially open. There's no longer a free offer, and we did have two winners to the, the course giveaway. But when you buy the course, it's $97, and you'll be getting some perks like lifetime access to guided movement meditation videos, unlimited support from private online community, and you'll learn how to overcome persistent emotional obstacles and meet your goals with success. And don't forget, there is a live group support video call at the end of the course, which is really my favorite part because I get to meet all of you who are doing the course and and just see you all come together. And it's really beautiful. If you're interested, click the link below called Conquer Goals eCourse. And it's a risk-free purchase because if you're unhappy, I will give you your money back within 30 days. If you have any more questions about the course, feel free to contact me at orit.dmt at gmail.com. Bye.